Welcome to Guardy Lou, the podcast where we tell you stuff you wish you never knew. And today that topic is superstitions. I'm Lillian. I'm Joyce. And um, so yeah, we're going to talk about superstitions today. Do you um, think our family has a lot of superstitions? I don't think so. I know I have a couple, but I don't have a whole lot. Yeah. I know, like, I remember being a kid and an owl flew into the window or something somewhere, and it meant something, but I can't remember what it was. Do you remember that happening? No, but owls are supposed to be bad luck if you hear them or see them at night. Well, that explains a lot. (laughs) Explains a lot going on. (laughs) I might have that written down. I don't don't remember. Yeah, we'll have to look, but... um, so I guess what I'll do, I'm gonna. I did a little research about the psychology behind superstition. So I'll just start with that, and um, then we'll go from there. But okay. <laughs> I read that a lot of people engage in superstitious thinking without realizing it. So they, they, um, like only fifty percent of Americans admit to being superstitious. But then when you look around, like you see it all the time, like people knock on wood or. Um, even like sports fans, they have to like wear all the same, you know, where everybody dresses the same. They do all the different things to so their team will win that day, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think it's got to be more than 50%. Yeah, I think so. And I think it, it, a lot of it's ingrained. We don't even realize it's a superstition like the knock on wood. We all, you know, well, no, maybe we don't all, but a lot yeah, of us, you that's just one I don't it. even think about as a superstition. It's just something you say. Yeah, like it's just Bless normal, you, you know, when you sneeze. Right, like it's just, you don't even know why you're saying it. No, well, most of these I didn't know why. Yeah, you kind of find out later. <laughs> yeah, like, find through it your, out now. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting too, and, and this is somewhat related, but maybe not totally, but that um, over the last decade, there's been an increase in beliefs in witches, haunted houses, and ghosts. So, like, more people are, which I kind of wondered if that had to do with all the conspiracy theories and different things. And then I've noticed, too, there's there seems to be on the Internet, like, a bigger um, movement towards, like, Wicca and and witches and paganism as far as a religion or spiritual group goes. Like, I just see more of it. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just wonder if that's all tied into that. Like, there's just been a change like a move from science I guess scientific thinking towards a more spiritual based process or or thinking and belief system or something I don't know just speculation (laughs) Uh, my thing what I read was that when our brains can't explain something we make things up (laughs) yeah and that that makes sense too because like our brains like patterns and they want to you know we want to have a reason for something to happen so we're always looking for that that causation or whatever so we can prevent it from happening again or make it happen again or that we don't want to take the blame for something happening so we say it's because of my dog sneezed owl in the (laughs) night or my dog sneezed towards the left or something (laughs) yeah something's kind of weird um so not 
not all rituals and beliefs are superstitious. So like there's a lot of things that we do. I, I always think of like church services or things where, you know, you light the candles, you do the different things. Um, that's not necessarily considered like um, a superstition so much as... More like a ritual. More like a ritual. So what makes it a superstition is magical thinking. So if you do these things and believe that there's like a magic process behind it, then it becomes a superstition. For example, like I was talking earlier with you, the athletes, if they they have a ritual, a pregame ritual, so like maybe they jump three times, you know, say a prayer, whatever, you know, I, I'm not an athlete, so I'm totally <laughs> making this up, but that's, that's like a totally different thing than like, say they have to wear the same dirty sock or something for every game. That's and, a superstition. And they believe if they don't, if they wear the sock, they'll win. But if they forget to wear it, they will lose. And that's like, that's more of a superstition. Well, the, the rituals kind of promote more positive thinking and helps relax them. That's what I read that, you know, it reduces the tension because they're going through that. And then it helps them get in the zone I guess yeah like get your focus going so you're in that mode of thinking and everything um so (laughs) like you were just mentioning too that um it gives us the superstitions help give us an explanation sometimes but it they also kind of make us feel like we're in control a little bit more than we are yeah and like (laughs) they found like through research too that even like fake control makes us feel better than thinking we have no control so yes. yeah so like you know you think if you you know um <laughs> I don't know what's a, what's a good superstition like I guess say bless you after you sneeze like that person's soul won't escape their body or whatever it is um you're gonna make that not happen by saying bless you or you know whatever well there's certain places like where they're they have to, when you go in the building, if there's a statue of a lion outside the building, a lot of people will, they pet the, you know, they touch the lion for luck. And you can tell they do it. A lot of people do it because it's, it's like rubbed off. Yeah. Sometimes the color's different. Yeah, there's like, um, uh, on the Harvard camp- campus, there's a, um, a statue of John Harvard. And so like all the students touch his foot for good luck. Yeah. So, like, superstitions are also helpful helpful for building, like, camaraderie or community and, and like, cultural experiences, I guess, because you're doing it as a group. So you have this shared belief. I was thinking about the Blarney Stone, too. Like, <laughs> everybody, just... like, goes upside down and kisses it. Yeah, I and know. And it's this huge, even, like, non-Irish people go there to do it, so. Well, your grandmother went there, and she did it. She said it was disgusting. It was covered <laughs> with lipstick. It I looked know. horrible, and, but she did it anyway. <laughs> she did it. It's like, you'll get lucky, but you might also get a disease. <laughs> it's a disease, and that's not too lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see what else I got. Oh, and also, um, I guess this goes along with sports or anything, really. Um, they give you a sense of comp- confidence. Um, I thought about Dumbo and his feather. You know, he could fly because yes. he had the feather. Um, so if you, it's kind of the placebo effect, like a positive placebo effect. If you believe that this little knickknack or, you know, wearing the dirty sock or whatever is going to help you, then in some ways it's more likely to help you just because 
if especially if your performance is like dependent on the outcome or the outcomes dependent on your performance so if you if you have like a part in whatever is going to happen and you have your little treasure mm-hmm. that gives you more confidence and makes you feel like you can do it you're more likely to succeed yes so that just kind of reinforces all of it too yes yes okay so also i was looking up superstitions and in, in cultures because i was kind of wondering are there any superstitions that every culture shares or because mostly i've read they're different in every culture and there was a couple um so superstitions revolving around numbers are pretty much universal and we all know like number 13 here is bad but in other cultures different numbers are bad or good or you know they try to avoid and stuff like that but I know you're going to get into that later so I'm not going to talk too much about it but that's one of the things I don't really have too much on the numbers I just remember going across it the number four and I think the number eight but I didn't write that down somewhere was considered yeah I've got some stuff about it too because there's different things that they they do in different cultures but like in our culture sometimes you won't have a 13th floor of a building Mm -hmm. or you know you know Friday the 13th is really bad that kind of stuff and then you know they have like different numbers that they um that they don't that they don't like for different reasons I think China Chinese was the number four. That's the one you were talking about earlier, because yeah. the pronunciation sounds like death. And then in Japan, um, number nine is feared because its pronunciation sounds like the word for torture. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, kind of interesting. But I wish I knew more different, like different languages, so I could hear the word. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, like cats have a lot of. St- stuff about them like they're good or bad depending on their color and what they do and different things um and then a few more were like crossing your fingers for good luck it's kind of universal four leaf clovers or lucky charms that's pretty much universal and then bad luck or good luck from a sneeze so i guess some cultures think sneezing's good and some it can be bad so but that was kind of interesting yeah just depends on yeah because some of the things I saw it was bad luck in some instances and good luck in others so I guess like the need to control our our environments and our lives <laughs> is pretty universal like we are we're all slightly control freaks <laughs> we want to we want to make sure like things go in our favor there was like a I, I was on the website how stuff works and there was there's an article there called are any superstitions universal across cultures by Deborah Ronka and she cited a study um, by behavioral scientists at the University of Chicago and they su- said the study suggested that when people perform a physical action to avoid bad luck or harm the ritual calms the mind so it I guess it's kind of a remedy for worry yeah, keeps down the anxiety a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because I when when I read earlier too, they had a they talked about like is it our superstitions part of you know an anxiety disorder or OCD? Because you know you have the people have to like tap the table three times or you know different Oops, things. Another one. <laughs> oh, the dog barking. No, oh, no, another one. Superstition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if that's a superstition or if that's the. Or if yeah. it's more OCD. OCD, I think yeah. it might be more OCD. Yeah, it's, um, you know, like they said, it's really not the same thing, but I can see how it sort of ties into each other. Yeah. Where, like, the 
the superstitions might cause um, like the phobias, like we had, we talked about phobias a few episodes back and some of those were based on superstition. So it kind of makes sense. And then if you have to perform an action, I can see how that could, you know, it might not be what caused the OCD or anything like that, obviously, but it kind of could play into that, the, the worrying and stuff like that. Yeah, I was talking to, Junie was talking about that, like we said something at the same time, and um, she said, you know, when you do that, you're supposed to say jinx, because that keeps it from being a bad thing. Right. Being a thing. Yeah, she does that, like, jinx, you owe me something. She makes up well, whatever I owe. Well, or something, that she it's, probably added that used to there. be, uh, you owe me a Coke, but we don't drink soda, so now <laughs> it's like, you owe me. Or she'll <laughs> say, you can't talk for... Until someone says your name. Well, I have it, have it down that if you, if you say it at the same time, you have to touch your nose immediately. Oh, wards off the evil spirit or whatever the curse is. (laughs) Did you tell her that one? Yeah. Would she say? No, it's jinx. Oh, she's like, nope. You still have to do. You still owe me stuff. (laughs) But she didn't tell, say anything to me about the jinx thing. That's funny. Owing or anything. Yeah, I thought it was funny. It's funny how as we do these podcasts and we talk about these things, I see them coming up in everyday life that I never even noticed before. Right? Yeah. I, I find that interesting too. Or just like, well, with the, I think I am more superstitious than I thought because I do a lot of these things and I didn't really realize why. Yes. And then like I do have some magical thinking or, like, I'll think to myself, like, this probably isn't going to do anything, but just to be safe, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to knock on the wood. Yes. Okay, so did you want to go over some of the superstitions you researched? Okay. Um, I started with some of the ones that are pretty, you know, I don't want to say normal, but ones that I've heard quite a bit about. I mean, of course, it's Friday the 13th, and we know that's based on um, the Last Supper and the, the Judas making up the third, the 13th, what do you call them? 13th guest. <laughs> Two people who, like, didn't really have a thorough religious education. <laughs> but then Breaking a Mirror, I looked at that one. I, um, we all... I'm sure I've heard of the 70 years bad luck, but the Romans believed that mirrors held our souls. So when you broke it, your soul would, your, would be scattered in all these different pieces. Well, that, they, that would be kind of terrifying, like if you believe that. Yeah, and if you, you got 70 years bad luck because they, they said that our bodies reproduce ourselves, you know, our cells reproduce in seven years. That's a, a belief which I thought was real, but it said it was a myth, so I don't know. I didn't research that, but I probably should because I thought our bodies did renew ourselves, you know, cells. Yeah, that's come up a few times in other things that I've read about the seven-year thing. Yeah. I think it was in the medical practice when we were researching that. I read something about that. Yeah. It's kind of a myth, but it's also kind of based in... Because I think, Some you know, fact, cells yeah. do reproduce, you know, they do renew themselves and reproduce, but I don't know if it takes seven years. But then it's like some of that medical stuff came from these 
superstitions too so like you don't know which came first yeah, before there was much science in it in the mirror one i also read like in mexico if you place two mirrors facing each other it opens a doorway for the devil yes i saw that too i thought that was interesting so for this halloween <laughs> you want an exciting day or night well it's always kind of fascinating and maybe that's where it opens it up like there was an escalator in the mall that had mirrors on either side with outlined with the lights and you could see them go down and I always oh, fascinated yeah. me and maybe people kind of went into a trance when they saw something yeah, like cause that. Yeah, because it just keeps repeating like yeah. the, the reflection that's kind of disturbing too like those um, fun house mirrors they always you know they have those in a lot of horror movies then you can't tell which way you're supposed to go. Yes. It's kind of scary. I also read if a baby under 12, 12 months looks into a mirror, it will not thrive and will and might die young. I don't know how a baby can even see itself at 12 months because they really can't see that well. But <laughs> <laughs> They're like, look at yourself. Well, that's what well actually, 12 months. Now, I was thinking more like, that's more like the first three months they think yeah, they can't see I that well. Because so. we actually used mirrors all the time when I was doing developmental therapy with kids like on the floor to get them to pull to pick their heads up because they would want to look at themselves yeah. and it would help them exercise their neck so unfortunately I did not know I was <laughs> condemning them to an early death <laughs> oh brother then there's that little saying what is it find a penny on the floor find a penny pick, pick it, it up, up all day, day long and have good luck yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it was started with any metal found, which when metal was more of a premium way back when, you know, they were just probably just learning about forging different metals together, different minerals and stuff. But they believed metal was a gift from the gods, and some believe that holding on to it brings you good luck, and then others think that when you give it away, it's good luck. Oh, See, that makes sense, too. Like, have like saving your money is smart, but also giving money away can be smart, too. <laughs> yes, yes. So can that's lucky. interesting. Yeah. And then the thing with the penny, I didn't write this one down, but you're not supposed to, um, and this is one that I don't necessarily believe in, but I grew up with this, that if you, you, if you give someone a gift, a sharp gift, gift like scissors or oh a knife or pennies knives not pennies scissors <laughs> knives that they're supposed to be bought you're not supposed to give them so when you give someone this gift they're supposed to give you money back so a lot of times you would buy a knife and it would come with a penny in it you know you get a set of knives that would come with a penny like the box it like from the store yes and oh, that wow. way you would give the penny to the person that gave it to you i wonder if that still if anybody still does that Probably not, because yeah. we have gotten away from superstitions. That's true. And even though they may be starting to come back again, I don't know. It'll probably be different ones. Of course, we'll everyone, make up new after ones. this, everyone's going to be like, oh, I didn't know that was a bad thing to do. I've been doing it at my house. I mean, it's not really <laughs> bad, because it doesn't hurt anybody. I mean, it's, and that, like, that, the whole thing with that is, is it's cultural, too. Like, if that's what your family does. Just like our birthday ritual of buttering your nose or whatever. Yeah. It, it, we don't really know if it does anything, but it's just like part of our, you know, good luck for the year kind of thing. Or blowing out a birthday candle is supposed to be good luck. 
Yeah, and we make the beans. What is it for New Year's? Oh, yeah. To get I your, forgot about that. Yeah. Hop, Hop and John. John. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't really gotten rich yet. <laughs> no. Or, like, come into a lot of money or anything, but it's just sort of like a tradition at this point. Well, I always figure I always come out good in the end with the money thing. So. Like, we're still here. We're alive. <laughs> still <We've> fun. <laughs> paid our bills. Like, that's pretty much all we need. We had some fun. Uh, and this one was an an ancient Greek, um, I guess it's a superstition, but they they toasted with water to honor the dead. I guess that's not a Greek superstition, because then the Germans took it up, but their idea was, you know, if you toast someone with water, then you're um, kind of, you're wishing them bad luck or death. So if you didn't like someone, you might dump out your beer and... Put some water in oh, your glass and drink, toast them. Drink with yeah, toast yeah. with water. I guess it's it started with the myth that the the dead drank from the li- river Lethe or L E T H E. Yeah, I I read about that. I didn't know I wasn't trying to pronounce it either. Yeah, I know. I should have googled it. I was gonna do that, but I kind of ran out of time. Yeah, I've got it underlined to check the pronunciation. We're like, oh, that's but. close enough. Somebody will tell us. It's like, well, either that, no one will know anyway. Yeah, but well, they they will all be pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> we'll start a movement. Yeah, I don't know. Lethe? I don't know. Anyway, that's to they um they drank from the from this river in the underworld to leave their bodies behind, basically. Their, uh, their, their souls left and their bodies were just discarded yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of to represent That's interesting. That. And then we have the rabbit's foot. Oh, that yeah. Was, um, from Celtic lore. Uh, they believed that because the rabbits lived underground, their nests are underground and everything, that it gave them a direct line to the gods, to, that, to talk to the gods. And so they're... And then it's been adopted to be the, the rabbit's foot, you know, that the rabbit's foot would be luck. And um, a lot of the women would carry the rabbit's foot with them when they wanted to conceive. Oh, that makes sense. rabbits... They're a symbol of fertility. Fertility, yeah. And good luck, so... But to be lucky, it had to be the left hind foot. Oh, I wonder about that because I had a lucky rabbit's foot as a kid, and I think it was dyed green, <laughs> which probably doesn't. Probably got it on St. Patrick St. Patrick's Day because I had one too. Of course, my brother was like, "Yeah, that was lucky, all right. That poor rabbit." <laughs> yeah, it's not so lucky for the rabbit. I did read though that most of the ones made now are made out of fake fur and plastic inside, so it's not even yeah. a real foot. Which mine probably was too, actually, when I think about it. Mine was real. Yours was it probably had a real. On it. It had oh a wow! On it still, yeah. Well, I guess it's a way to use the whole rabbit. Like they, nobody eats the foot. I don't think. <laughs> so, <laughs> could sell it for a, for some luck. Yeah, I don't know. They might throw it in a pot for soup. I don't know what they did. I know that people have eaten rabbits all through history. So yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. And did you know that if you bring your old dishcloth from one home to your new home, that's bad luck? You know, it's amazing I have any good luck at all. <laughs> I know, that's why I say I everything. have done everything wrong. Yeah. Um, 
in Russia, they think if you get pooped on by a bird flying over you, that that's good luck. Yeah, I think I think that actually happened to me once. I have this like vague memory of getting pooped on and someone telling me that, but I was like, I do not feel lucky right now at <laughs> all, because bird poop smells really bad, actually. Yeah. Not good times. Especially when it's on you. Yeah. Maybe that's what counteracted some of my uh, bad luck from bringing Over. dish dish, oh. dish towels home and breaking mirrors and stuff. <laughs> In Russia, another one from Russia, they think saying happy birthday before your birthday is bad luck. Like you can't say it the day before. It's bad luck. Yeah. It's too early. Okay. Which I... I guess that probably happens to people all the time now, too. (laughs) A Filipino tradition is to never go straight to to your home or wherever reception is held after a funeral. Oh, I wrote that one down, too. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because the bad spirits will just tag along right from the cemetery, I guess, and come to your home. (laughs) I watched, there was this show I used to watch about haunted houses or something. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a series and I had actually bought like a, (laughs) this was before there was like a lot of like stuff online that you could stream, but I bought like a season of it. And one of the episodes had the story of that where the ghost came home with them and then they had to get somebody to like come and cleanse the house to get rid of the ghost. But it was, they went, you know, because there's another culture, too, that has, like, the hungry ghosts. That might be, that might, I don't know if that's Chinese or not, where you have to feed them or they get mad. <laughs> but that one, I remember an episode on that where the, the person brought one home and then they had to get, you know, somebody to come out and do the blessings and try to get rid of it. Did it work? Yeah. I mean, this show is like, it, it's all uh, reenact- <laughs> reenactment. So like, I mean, I don't know. But I watched it a lot because it was really fun. In Lithuania, whistling indoors will summon demons. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff around whistling. Like when you should and shouldn't whistle. What kind of songs and things? Or? Yeah, I can't whistle. So yeah, <laughs> I, I got saved either. for that from that one. <laughs> Okay, in Japan, you should never sleep with your head to the north. That's bad luck. Because that's how they lay out the dead. Oh, right. To the north. So your feet. I read something about this in my Encyclopedia of Superstitions where, because when they take your body out, it has to go feet first out the front door, too. And there's all these rules after you die. In Africa, you have to go, your head has to be pointed to the west. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> so right there, you're if one of the other. If you're, it's like, what part of the world are you in? In Britain, it's bad luck to put your shoes on a table. I mean, we, that makes sense. We, yeah, but they said in the past, shoes on the table would represent that person had passed away. Oh, they would put their shoes on the table to show that. I guess maybe that if, they had passed. You know, that's interesting because I. Um, it reminds me of like when I was working um, in a predominantly Mexican, you know, culture area. But they there was like a rule about not putting your purse on the ground because it your money would like leave or something like drain out of your purse. I don't know. <laughs> I saw something on that too. I don't know if I wrote it down. And they I'm- sold all those weird little hooks so you could hook 
put a hook on your desk and then have hang your purse on it so it wouldn't be on the ground. But right there, that's another. That's like the shoes on the table thing. It's it keeps things clean. Cleaner, yeah. Yeah, not. But then again, like I, I put my purse on the ground many times. <laughs> and this is one that the itchy right hand in Turkey. If your right hand itches, it meant you're going to get some money. I know it meant. I was always told that it meant money's going to pass through your hand, whether it comes to you and you keep it or you give it away, whatever. But it's supposed to come to you. But if it's your left hand itches, your money's leaving. Yeah, I read that one too. And I'm like, I've had that happen where my hand itches. I'm like, which hand was it? I don't remember, but. Yeah, and you hope it's the right one. (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) some money's coming in. In France, if you step into dog poop with your left foot, that's good. That's good luck. It has to be the left foot, though, for yes. sure. Okay. If it's the right foot, it's bad luck. I mean, it just feels like bad luck either way <laughs> either to me. Way, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, that's a, it, also the, another good reason not to put your shoes on the on table. The, table yeah. <laughs> the Egyptians, I guess, are the ones that started the owl thing because it says if you see or hear an owl, bad news is coming. Yeah, I I don't like that one because I like the owls. Like, we had one that lived here for a while, and I liked going out and hearing it and seeing it up on the telephone pole. Yeah, I heard it one time, too. I don't know. I've only heard it once since I've been here. Yeah, I haven't heard it in a while, but usually, um, I think I hear it more in the winter because I'm outside when it's dark more, because in the summer it just doesn't get dark. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, in Iceland... (laughs) If you're knitting, don't do it outside because that prolongs winter. Oh, wow. (laughs) I can see wanting to do it outside to keep yourself warm. Just have like a big blanket on your lap while you're knitting. In Iceland, it's probably cold. all. I don't know if it's cold all the time. I know they have a summer, but it's not not like ours. Yeah. (laughs) In Syria, they banned yo-yos. In 1933, oh, no. because it will it would cause a drought. <laughs> so there must have been like an outbreak of yo-yo playing, the they and then no water. No water. Yeah. Oh wow, that's funny. So they're and I think they're still banned. I'm not sure, but as it I just mean, said in 1933, I can't really do yo-yos very well either. So I would have been like, fine, take my yo-yo. <laughs> in India, you can't if you get a haircut on Tuesday. It brings bad luck. So they probably are. They're probably, all their salons are probably closed on Tuesday. Yeah, they just don't. I, I think I read something about that, about Saturday being bad for somewhere else. I can't remember what it was. Like, if you get your hair cut on Saturday, something happens on Monday or something. So I don't know when the best day to get your hair cut is. Like, one day it won't, like, if you cut it on this one day, it won't grow. There's a yeah. lot of weird superstitions around hair, hair. growing. Well, probably because it's so important in so many cultures. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't, like, people are like, well, if you cut your hair, it grows faster. And I'm like, I don't think it works that way, but. No. I think when you cut your hair, they're talking about a trim. It makes it seem like it's growing faster. It looks nice. Yeah. It's not so dead. You cut the dead stuff off. In Russia, never give your friends. Um, flat yellow flowers because that will curse them with infidelity. Oh wow! 
I mean, this would be good to know if you're going to travel so you don't make a faux pas. Yeah. You, like, show up to your friend's house with a bouquet of yellow flowers and they're all horrified. Yeah, and I can imagine we, going somewhere else, probably make a lot of mistakes like that. Oh, Americans? Yeah. Because yes. we're, like, don't even take the time to look into that stuff. No, we're pretty oblivious to stuff. Like, we're oblivious here in our own country. So. Well, that's like Jim was reading an article or watching, and maybe it was videos or something, but it was about all the different faux pas that um, people made, presidents made when they met the queen. Oh. You know, because she just passed, so... They have, you know, these all these little articles and stuff about it, but, you know, some of them are pretty funny. And they have a pretty strict protocol on what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and I think they kind of train you before you go in, like, from what I've read. But that might not happen with other presidents, like, but I've heard, like, Parliament and stuff, like, the there was an interviewer, he talked about having to... They show you exactly how to kiss the queen's hand. Like your lips barely brush her hand, like in a certain way, and it has to. You have to hold the fingers a certain way, and all that. So, and then just imagine our presidents just kind of busting in, <laughs> all cowboy like yeah. or whatever. Like we own the place, and so I'm sure it's pretty yeah, entertaining. I'm sure, there's been some pretty bad mistakes. <laughs> yeah, like with the last one I remember was with Trump was president he was kind of like walking in front of her <laughs> she kept trying to kind of get around him but he's like twice her height <laughs> this looks so funny yeah i guess if you're you know being taller than her you'd really have to make yourself walk slower yeah you know just when like, she's supposed to go first like you know but as and i can you know not to pick on him but i think americans <laughs> In general, you know, they don't want to bow down to a queen or royalty or anything. They want to, they're just as important, whatever. So I can see them kind of wanting to be in the front. Irish brides wear bells on their dresses to ward off evil spirits that ruin marriages. Oh. So. Those those evil (laughs) wedding spirits. (laughs) In Rwanda, if you eat goat meat, goat meat, it promotes facial hair growth. Oh, for women too? <laughs> yes, that's why. Don't eat too much goat meat. <laughs> Stay away from the goat. <laughs> Grow a beard. <laughs> the moms are probably like, that's enough goat meat for you. In Canada, they believe that a pregnant woman that craves fish, if she doesn't eat the fish, her kid, her baby's going to have a fish head. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Though I don't know too many, you know, talk about too many women craving fish. Or too many babies born with fish heads. So, no. like, I'm wondering if that was a particular birth defect of some kind that resembled a fish head, or be. I don't know, like, where that would come, you know, where that came from or how that would come about. But yeah, they'd probably have be like incredible Mr. Limpet with the big lips, maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I like when I was pregnant, you have to be careful eating certain types of like. Uh, tuna fish or something the big fish because they eat all the little fish and they get more mer- mer- mercury, mercury built up so yeah. i wonder if it's just like a yeah, oh, if, you know it'll warn you if they didn't eat it that's when it happened oh i've got it backwards okay if they craved it though they'd have to want to be like oh i really want a fish tonight and they don't eat the fish then they're just doomed mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was probably just somebody's, like, some mom that's like, I want fish. And her husband's like, we don't have fish. And she's like, you're going to get some fish because 
I want the fish. And then they made up this rule, like, or this. Yeah, you don't want our baby to look like a fish. It's going to be all your fault because (laughs) I want fish. And you didn't get it for me, so. (laughs) In Hungary, sitting in a corner, at the corner of a table, causes you to be barren. In Hungary and Russia, they believed that. Oh, wow. So I guess, like, young women, they'd make sure they sit in the right spot. In the middle, yeah, they couldn't sit on the end. Unless they didn't want to have kids, I guess. It probably didn't work very good for birth control. <laughs> Some of the women are like, get me on that corner. Yeah. Please, please. <laughs> in the Philippines, they believe if you're wearing red in a storm, it attracts lightning. Oh. You know. Somehow that makes sense, but I don't know why. I mean, it seems it's like it seems logical. Or, or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I doubt lightning is attracted to certain colors, but... In Spain, if you walk into a room with your left foot first, that's bad luck. You're always supposed to walk into a room... With your right with foot. With your right foot. Which is tough if, I mean, if you're right-handed or whatever, that's probably fairly normal. But if you're left-handed, you'd probably have to yeah. really be conscious. Or if you're just walking straight in. Yeah, and you, yeah. You're already walking in stride. Yeah. That's something you have to, I guess, have in the back of your mind all the time. And in Spain, and this might be a ritual more than a, a superstition, but if you, on midnight they, of the new year, or not the midnight of the new year, but. Yeah, midnight of the new year, because that would be the beginning of the new year. You have to eat 12 grapes, one right after the other, and that brings good luck for the year. 12 grapes? Yeah. That's not bad. It's kind of like eating the Hoppin' John. Except less work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unless you have to grow the grapes. Yeah. And store them until winter, but... Of course, I always eat Hoppin' John New Year's Eve. And New Year's Day, because I can't remember which one is the lucky one. You're like, I am covering all my bases. In Japan, you need to hide your thumb when you're passing cemetery to protect your parents. Oh, from death? From bad luck or anything. Oh, okay. I guess they believe that your thumb is your parents' finger. Oh, okay. So you would... I, I remember... Um, one of my friends, and I think in high school maybe, had their family, when they passed a cemetery, you would plug your nose and pick your feet up off the floor, I think. I think that's what they did. And I don't know what that was supposed to mean. What if you're walking? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am not sure. And then Japan, if you cut your nails after sunset, it can cause premature death. Wow. I do mine all the time. I've, like, shortened my life by a decade here. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Um, In Turkey, if you chew gum at night, it's equivalent to chewing on the flesh of the dead. Ew. Gosh. That's pretty gross. Also in Turkey, if you jump over a child, which I'm not sure why anybody would do that. (laughs) I mean, we're like, who can do that? But It, It curses them to be short forever. Oh, the child? Yes. <laughs> if you jump over them. I could totally see somebody's older brother doing that. That's probably a mother <laughs> made it up. Don't yeah. do that. Cause this is land on them. You don't want to be short, do you? And in Nigeria, if you kiss a baby on the lips, it condemns them to be drooling the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wish that could have been uh, like a superstition we had here because when, um, when my kids were babies, like everybody, like strangers would just come up and want to kiss them or touch them and stuff at the grocery store because mm-hmm. like their belief was if they don't touch the kid or kiss the kid or do something, something bad will happen. I don't know what, but and so they'd tell me like I have to touch her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Oh, so I just spreading germs. kept them home mostly when they were really little. <laughs> oh, I know I did with you guys when you were little. We didn't go anywhere because. Too many just, germs. Yeah, people always want to hold your baby. You're like, I don't even know you. Well, I barely knew how to hold her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was you. You were the first one, so. Yeah, we're the second one. You're like, yeah, anybody, just take this kid off my hands. <laughs> still pretty cautious I'm just teasing at first and then this is the last one that I've got but this is the one that I'm superstitious about is my mom always said don't kill a cricket in the house and I don't think I've ever killed a cricket in the house I I always try to catch them and throw them out and but you did you know why or brings bad luck but I didn't know why but um Crickets are sacred to Native Americans, and they believe that crickets brought good luck. And the crickets in the house protect against evil spirits. Oh, good, because I have one in my house right now. (laughs) It's like (laughs) chirping all night. They are creatures of the wind and water, and they represent change in subconscious dreams. Oh. And they're really not harmful. I mean, crickets don't bite or anything, and they don't. The worst thing they said that they do is they will eat, put holes in your clothes. Yeah, I've had that happen, for sure. Yeah. And our cat also will sometimes, (laughs) like, take a leg off. So we'll see, like, a lot of crickets with three legs. And I'm like, what is happening? But realized it was the cat. (laughs) Cats are brutal. They're really mean. Take a head off things. (laughs) I know. So awful. Okay, so... I've got some, I think a few of the ones that I had you went over, but I have some other ones too. Um, we talked about knocking on wood earlier, and um, or and some people will say touch wood. You have to touch wood. So the first thing I found was that it was like a Christian superstition because you would touch the cross, which was made of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if it was for good luck or... All right, so it was from medieval times. Touching the wood supposedly, oh, gave you a connection to divinity and then good luck. So that was kind of a way of like touching God, I guess, mm-hmm. through that. But then I found this other article that talked about it was um, actually a pig. It started with the pagans um, believing fairies and spirits lived inside trees. So they would knock on the or touch the tree once to request a wish and one more time to express thanks. So you'd knock once for the wish. I guess once it came true, you'd knock twice for thanks. Um, or the knocking would distract any evil spirits living there. So I guess there could be some evil spirits living in the tree too. And that's like another one of those that people have all over the world. There's something with touching or knocking on wood. Yeah, because usually you say it in, you know, when you want something to go good, you know, you think about it, oh, you know, hopefully the car won't break down, knock on wood. Yeah, we. I mean, that's probably the one I use the most. And then if I can't find any, <laughs> any wood, I knock on one of the kids' heads. 
Yeah, I, I, I was wondering about that. Does that work the same? I think it's just funny. <laughs> well, then there's everything's like plastic wood now. And, you know, it has a wood grain and you go to knock on it, you find out, oh, no, that's not real. That's plastic. Yeah, that's plastic. It's just everything's plastic now. It's really hard to find actual wood. Um, so we talked a lot about, I talked a little bit about the cats earlier, and I don't even know if I wrote all this down. Oh, okay, here we go. Um, so in, in our country, a black cat crossing your path is supposed to be bad luck, but in Britain, it's good luck, especially on the Yorkshire coast. Um, and I think I might have talked about that a little bit during our medical one, that if a fisherman's wife, oh no, maybe that was something else, but they have this belief that if a fisherman's wife keeps a black cat in the house, her husband will return home safely from the sea. Oh. So that's like a good that's thing. A, that's a nice one, yeah. Keep all those poor little black cats alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh. And I think actually white cats are, are bad luck there, but I can't remember. For sure. But there's other places, too, where white cats are considered bad luck and the black cats are considered good luck. So I think, like, one of the things I read about the black cats in, in the U.S. or whatever, it stems from the Puritans because they thought the black, kids were, black cats were related to witches. Mm-hmm. And so that made them a bad omen. Yes. Which is sad today, too, because I think sometimes they get abused black cats get abused yeah they're well they're always saying around halloween to keep your black yeah or like if you have kittens like people will really vet whoever wants the black cat kitten you know that they have for sale because they say like and that might not even be real could be part of the whole like satanic panic stuff that went on or still goes on a little bit where about the cats being abducted well they always there's like people that always think there's like satanic rituals being performed by Satanists and all that. Um, So, who knows? Um, When cats run about wildly or draw clot carpets and cushions, that means the wind is coming. So, you know, we always, I've said that too, like, oh, the cat's acting wild, there must be a storm coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we always say the smell a storm coming. (laughs) And if they wash their ears, that means rain is coming. Oh. So. I'll have to watch Nacho and see what he does. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I don't. I mean, lately we've had a lot of rain, but sometimes we don't get any rain for a really long time. Um, Okay, so I have some stuff on mirrors, but I think we might have talked about most of it. Um, Yeah, I didn't... Veiling mirrors after a death prevents the living from seeing their own reflection, which would cause them to die soon. So, you know, in some cultures they cover the mirror with a black cloth. After a... Someone has died. Yeah, so that I guess you don't end up dying too. Oh, I guess if that if I don't know. So if you don't see your reflection, the spirit that comes to get the dead person doesn't come get you by mistake or. I don't know. It doesn't. I didn't get any more information, but something. Something there. Yeah, yeah. some kind of bad luck there. Um, I thought this was interesting. Bees were considered sacred as divine messengers and foretellers of the future. Um, In the Christian tradition, bees were considered little-winged servants of God, so they couldn't tolerate blasphemy or swearing. So you couldn't swear (laughs) or be blasphemous around a bee. (laughs) Ah, 
Mm, I could see that. That would happen, though. The if, bees would swarm you. Yeah, you swear. <laughs> if you swear in front of a bee, you will be stung. And then also they believe that bees hated unchastity and would attack the offender. So if a girl could walk unharmed through a swarm of bees, it was proof she was a virgin. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's so, not cool. No. <laughs> not cool at all. So hopefully... Any of those poor girls were pretty good with the bees. Um, it's considered good luck if a bee comes into your house. And if a bee lands on your hand, you will come into money. Hmm. So bees are good uh, for lots of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's like a couple more things about bees. Um, it's an omen of war if bees are idle or unfortunate in producing honey. So if you have a beehive and they don't produce honey that means you're there's going to be a war hmm. um <laughs> and then this one was fun too <clears throat> bees need to be informed of every birth death marriage success joy or grief in the beekeeper's family or the bees might die or leave so people would have to go out and tell them <laughs> like I, talk to the bees i read about that in that outlander oh really yes, they did they that kept bees and they had they beekeeper told them the one that gave them the bees said you have to tell them what's going on they want to know what's going on in the family <laughs> yeah you have to keep <laughs> them have to go out and tell them you know somebody's gonna die or somebody's gonna you know get married or whatever happens yeah Sounds and like they're nosy like cats. <laughs> I know. well i guess if they have they're they have to tell god what's happening they're like Oh, I don't, maybe yeah, they're like Santa's elves. Maybe. <laughs> Have you been good or bad? We'll think about bees a little differently now. <laughs> yeah, I hardly see them anymore, unfortunately. I hope we get more bees trying yes. to plant more wildflowers and stuff. Yeah. Um, if bees swarm on a dead branch of a tree or on rotten wood, it was a death warning for someone in the beekeeper's family. So hmm. you got to, you know, pay attention to the bees. Keep them informed. Keep Watch them- what they're doing. Watch out for dead wood. Watch, yeah, get the dead wood out of your yard. I guess that was a good way to get people to keep their yards clean. Probably. Um, <clears throat> oh, laundry. Clothes should never be washed on New Year's Day. To do this washes one, one of the family away. So if you wash your clothes on New Year's Day, you're getting rid of somebody. I have to put that on the calendar so make sure I don't do any laundry that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh good, I got a day free of laundry. Okay, <laughs> this one's fun. In Argentina, there's a superstition that claims seventh sons will turn into werewolves unless the president of the country adopts them. The superstition was reportedly brought to Argentina in 1907 by two Russian immigrants, where the custom held that the Tsar became the godfather to seventh sons. Um, so... So the seventh son was adopted by? By the president of the country. So if you have seven sons, that seventh one needs to, to well, maybe go it's get an adopted. honorary thing now. You just get a paper in the mail that says, oh, yeah, your son's been adopted. But you don't, we don't have any responsibility. <laughs> we don't want to pay any of the bills. No. We are not providing food or diapers. Yeah. No college education. Um. <laughs> don't kiss or shake hands across the threshold so um if you shake hands or kiss across the threshold you'll become enemies 
So that's not good. Well, a lot of people put mistletoe in the threshold of a doorway. Well, that's to their own detriment, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not a indoor or outdoor door maybe just in the- yeah because i think it's it's one person being outside and one side person being inside that is what they're talking about more but who knows threshold's a threshold yes um so crossing your fingers um started back in the pre-christian days when crosses were symbols of power and unity and people believed there was power in the middle area of the cross. So they would cross their fingers and make a wish while focusing on the center area. And that was supposed to give you good luck. And now we, like, cross our fingers when we want something good to happen. But we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. Like, when I was a kid, we would, if you were going to lie, you would cross your fingers. Because then the lie didn't count. It was like it reversed it somehow yeah so you wouldn't have bad luck because usually yeah. when you're lying you get in trouble you get trouble for it, yeah yeah or you cause some kind of trouble so we talked about the birthday candles too a little bit where if you when you blow out your candles um you would make a wish um so this came from the ancient greeks they would bake cakes and top them with candles to ac- ask artemis the mood mood goddess i think that's moon goddess not mood goddess <laughs> right? Not mood goddess? Not <laughs> moon, moon goddess? Guys. For a favor. The smoke from the extinguished candles was believed to carry the message up to the gods as it rises. So that kind of makes sense. So I never yeah. really thought much about that being a superstition because it's just like a tradition. Which like happens a lot with me. We have traditions and then one day I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why we do this or like why we do it this way or whatever. Um, this one's fun too. Chain letters. So (laughs) we've all gotten like the email chain letters. Like if you pass this on to 10 people, Jesus will give you like a hundred dollars or, you know, some weird ones like that. A lot of those on Facebook. Um, (laughs) um, and if you don't do it, you're like doomed or something bad will happen. According to NPR, the world's first chain letter was sent around a around hundreds of years ago, and was falsely credited to Jesus. Um, the letter was supposedly sent down to earth after he ascended to heaven and included the line, He that copieth this letter shall be blessed of me. He that does not shall be cursed. Copies of the letter from the mid-1700s have been uncovered, and the concept of the chain le- letter still lives on today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it still involves Jesus. Most of the time it yeah, does. Yeah, that's so yes. funny. So bad things happen in threes. We were talking about that earlier, but I don't know if that was before we were recording. <laughs> I think I it might have been. I don't know. Um, so like people believe that three things, three bad things will happen in a row or together, but actually that's not. There's no truth in that. So yeah, there's no proof. They of that. said that most, well, most of the time you there's like a fifty-fifty chance of good or bad things happening to you but you just pay attention to the bad i think and i know sometimes you you <coughs> something happens one day you don't even notice it's happening you know you stub your you stub your toe and you're oh, oh well and you go off but then something you do that and it sets your day off to be in a bad day or oh yeah you know, and then you like burn yourself making toast and then you spill your coffee yeah, yeah. it's like all kinds of things happen so that's i think that's where that happens it's just whatever happens is 
happens to be that kind of day. You're tired or... Yeah, it's more about you just being clumsy and (laughs) not thinking straight. Yeah. Nervous. Um, Let's see. Oh, bananas on a boat are unlucky. Yeah. Um, I saw that one. (laughs) Seafaring folks are very serious about this, apparently. Um, They don't really know what caused it. Some people think it's because um, spiders and snakes would get onto the boat with the bananas. bananas, Yeah. Um, or that ethylene gas was emitted by the bananas as, as they ripen and would spoil all the other food on the boat, mm-hmm. which that would be really sense. bad. Yeah. yeah. But some, I guess some people take it really seriously and they won't even let people wear like Banana Republic shirts or anything really? like that. <laughs> anything with bananas, like wow. cannot go on the boat. I wonder how they transport bananas now. They all, <laughs> I they all flying. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they have to find someone who doesn't have that superstition. Maybe they have one boat for bananas now. (laughs) The (laughs) only thing on there is bananas. Um, This one's from Newfoundland, and I I put it down because you had said something about wanting to believe in fairies, so I thought it would be kind of fun. So fairies can mean bad news for babies. As the stories go, fairies could swap a new baby for a changeling, a sickly-looking creature that is not quite human. And so to prevent this, you would place coins in a baby's carriage or bassinet, and that would protect them. I guess they'd take the coins instead, and they wouldn't take the baby. Oh. Um, so then people, including ch- children who were in some way seen as not the norm, were often said to have been touched by the fairies, which I've heard people say that not by fairies, but they just say they're touched, like people. Like they're fae. Well, they would just, like, maybe they were born with Down syndrome or they had something they would just say they're touched, which would mean, like, they're just a little off or, you know. A long time ago, they would leave them in the woods to be taken back by the fairies. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Poor babies. Um, Let's see. Many Jewish families avoid um, pre-baby rituals. They don't have baby showers. They don't set up the nursery. They don't talk about baby names. It kind of went along with the whole idea of, like, don't counting your chickens before they hatch. Mm-hmm. And um, they think it likely stems from when infant deaths were much more likely. So it was a way to prevent infants from or pre- probably miscarriages and stuff. Um, there was another one, too, where you, you couldn't... You weren't supposed to buy a baby stroller until after the baby's born. Like, that was, it's like taboo. It's good, yeah. Bad luck to do that. Oh, in Thailand, you're not supposed to compliment the looks of a newborn baby. If you say that a baby is cute, a newborn is cute, a ghost will come and take the baby away. Oh, take the whole baby? Yeah, well. so they, <laughs> instead they would say, they say things like, um, the baby is adorable and unpleasant. <laughs> So, like, you have to give them, like, a compliment and a not compliment to kind of counteract it. Well, a lot of babies are adorable and unpleasant at the same time. I mean, mean, it's so true. (laughs) So, this one's about acorns. You might not think that acorns and windows have anything in common, but there is old folklore that ties acorns to windows. So, acorns are believed to good luck. Old wives' tales give them an additional purpose, too. If you set an acorn on your windowsill, it's supposed to keep light lightning out of your home. So no lightning will come in. 
Hmm. So. I've only known of one person that that happened to anyway. Well, didn't that guy that lived up from us? When, yes. And I think it happened to him twice, right? Yeah. Well, there the was a tree up. right outside his yard. It must have been the tallest tree because he was on the top of the hill. Yeah. And it. What was his tr- name? I can't remember. Mr. McDonald. Mr. McDonald, because he would always give us apples for Halloween, and then we'd have to throw them in the forest, because that was when you couldn't eat apples. You yeah. know it was our neighbor. <laughs> we were so dumb. <laughs> but that tree outside, you could see the tree. It had had grooves in the whole tree where the, the, trunk, lightning, where the hit. lightning hit. And, and it went through his house. It, it came in his house, and he said it was like a, so, like a fireball bouncing around inside his house. Did he cut the tree down after the second time? I don't think so. Probably not. He was kind of, I want to say curmudgeon-y, but maybe not. I was a little kid. We didn't know him very well. Yeah, we didn't know him. But I remember that happening in that he, he, uh, I guess he probably thought, well, it's not going to happen again, but it did. Yeah. The tree got stuck, struck. (laughs) Because they say, like, lightning never strikes twice in the same place, but that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. I just have all these memories of Halloween that my friend used to bring a UNICEF box and you would get donations. And I remember because he'd always say no thank you as if we were offering him something. <laughs> and I always thought that was so funny when I was a kid that you could say no thank you. Like to donating instead of like, I don't know what. It was just like put a penny in, you know. Um, okay, so <laughs> the next one is witch windows. I guess this is pretty big in Vermont where they would put like part of the house would go up against another part and there wasn't enough room to put the window straight up so they would turn it and put it in sideways okay so it would instead of like a tall rectangle it'd be like a side rectangle but often kind of at an angle too because it usually the pitch of the the roof roof would hit this other (laughs) section right um so they called it the witch window I think they also called it like the lazy man's window or something because it was like you're being lazy but um let me see so they're in their diagonal um they got their belief from or the name from the belief that witches cannot fly into them because of their slanted angle so it would keep witches out of your house Oh, so if you had a regular window going up and down you could, yeah they could fly would in fly in well they could i guess They'd have to go sideways if they're trying to get it in that way. Oh, it wasn't called the lazy man's window. It was called the coffin window. And they don't really know why. They think it's because it, you know, it just kind of had a coffin shape. Oh, like a I was thinking maybe the witch got stuck in there. <laughs> oh, no, it was. It also was lazy windows. Um, they called them Vermont windows, sideways windows, or lazy windows. But which window is the most common? Um, okay, so if you have a spider at your door or crawling on your door frame, that means you can expect a visit from an unexpected guest in the near future. Oh. So apparently we should be very popular. I have so many spiders. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the year of the spider. Like we have spiders making huge webs like everywhere. And spiders coming in the house, spiders outside the house, baby spiders in the plants, just everywhere. Everywhere. I don't know what is supposed to be eating them that is missing, but might be the lizards that... Nacho keeps <laughs> Stupid <eating>. nacho. <laughs> um, it is lucky to have two moles on your forearm, for you will not be drowned if you're Irish. 
But if you they thought you were a witch, those moles would get you killed. Yeah, did Ireland have a big witch <laughs> I don't murdering know. time? I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't don't. heard a lot about it. They have all those like fairy stories and stuff. Yeah. They might be more tolerant. But I think that, yeah, I think their witches were, you know, they go to them for medicine and stuff. Yeah, cuz that, that's kind of what it is now. I see a lot of people that are call themselves witches. They have really beautiful gardens and they make yeah. herbal tinctures and things. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Like I feel I feel bad like that that was considered a bad thing. I know. It's so dumb. Well, like it said there that good omens there. Yeah. Yeah. They went to the witches for medicine till they invented medicine and then they killed the witches. <laughs> yeah, so awful. <laughs> Probably because they're women. Probably. Um, let's see. Okay, these are all from these are all Irish, I think. Um, if a person says the word rabbits three times before they go to sleep and three times when they wake up, they will get a pleasant surprise before the week is ended. <clears throat> All right, we're going to try that one. So I wonder <laughs> if it's even better if you're holding your lucky rabbit foot. <laughs> I, I think I could probably say the rabbits at the night, but I don't think I'd remember when I woke up. <laughs> I know, like what, it could get you get half a present maybe. I'd be like, oh darn, I forgot to say it again. If you accidentally put your clothes on inside out, you should leave them like that. It's good luck. Oh. Which I feel bad because Samantha put her shirt on inside out and I made her change it this morning. (laughs) (laughs) This is cool too. There are fairy forts, which are raised structures in the shape of a circle um, that are the remains of prehistoric dwellings all over Ireland. I saw pictures of them. They're pretty neat looking. Um, And uh, they're considered fairy forts. In Irish folklore, these forts are home to fairies, but if you disturb or destroy one, it's said that you will be cursed for the rest of your life. And it's actually like a protect they're protected sites by the government now, so hmm. don't don't damage them. Don't mess with the fairies. Yeah, I've heard fairies can be pretty rough if they don't like you. <clears throat> Most Irish soda breads have a classic cross shape on the top. I've seen that. And I guess it helps them rise. Rise, really. right. But um they they did it for um it was said to let the devil out. So I guess it protected you by letting the devil out. I don't know how, but well, out of the bread so you don't eat it. Steam, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, keeps the devil from ruining your bread, your probably. Bread, yeah. yeah. That's what the devil well, likes to do. Bread little, doesn't little annoying it. things. Probably blame it on the witch. Um. Okay, so this was cool too. Fairy trees are generally found in fields with big stones surrounding them. Farmers prefer to leave these trees where they are so as not to disturb the fairy folk who are said to dwell beneath them. Anyone who bothers these trees is said to be cursed with terrible misfortune for the rest of their lives. So, like, the fairy stuff is, like, it's not, like, bad luck for seven years. It's your whole life. You're just, no, that's pretty like, bad. yeah, don't. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, and then I just have a couple more. Lighting three cigarettes with the same match brings bad luck. I don't know. Oh, they used to say it would, you'd get pregnant. Oh, brother. <laughs> it's good for your asthma. <laughs> if you see a load of hay, make a wish, but don't look at the load again or you won't get your wish. Hmm. So that's all I got. I got a couple that I, I didn't really research. I thought maybe you might know. This one is like saying Macbeth in a theater will bring a curse. Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to, um, I think, like, every time somebody puts on that play, like, something bad happens, supposedly. 
too, like when they do the performance. There's something they can do. I didn't get to, to, to write that down. I don't remember. Oh, to prevent it, it to, from happening? Or to cure the curse that's yeah. coming. It's supposed to, like, I think it can cause, like, a haunting and stuff like that, too. Wow. It's pretty bad, huh? Yeah. There's a lot of um, theater superstitions. That would be fun to explore, <laughs> just theater ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got that break a leg one we all... Oh, yeah, the break a leg. You can't say good luck. You got to say break, break a, a leg. leg. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from, but Mm-mm. that would be interesting. And then if you see your doppelganger, it's a bad omen. That's scary because I had, there was a girl in high school that was two grades below me that looked just like me, like so much that people thought we were sisters. And then somebody recently said here in town that they saw someone that looked just like me, except she's like, her hair wasn't as curly and she was fatter. And I was like, oh man. Yeah, it kind of lets it off as just like you. <laughs> like, darn it. <laughs> but they say if you if you you see that person, it's a bad omen. Huh. Well, kind of explains my whole life. <laughs> I know when I look at not really. I just my life's not that much bad luck. It just has its normal share, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did they say? Half and half. Yeah. Half good, good luck, half bad, bad luck. Sometimes but, your bad luck ends up being good luck. Yeah. You never know. It does sometimes. Or, you know, no luck at all. You're just, that's my life sometimes is the, oh, no luck. So it's, it's not, just neutral? It's just, yeah, it's, pe- it's just that's normal. The, I most prefer that sometimes. Even, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily need good luck. I just want peace. Peace. No drama. No, yeah. no. I don't just, need all that excitement. Calm, yeah. So, anyway, that's, uh. Is that it? That's it. Well, yeah, because I didn't get to... Oh, you got the Ides of March down there, I see. Yeah. I have these I was going to look up, but I just didn't get to it. Well, the Ides of March has to do with Caesar being killed, right? Isn't it like March 15th or something? Yeah. It's like a bad... But it means some other stuff, too, but but Caesar... Yeah, something with all... I kind of looked at that a little, too, but I don't, I don't remember at all. You know, the other one I have is a dead man's hand, and I don't remember... That's something to do with the cards. Oh, a dead man's hand is if you got, if your cards you have two pair but they're black. Oh yeah. Yeah. That means bad luck. Bad luck, I think. Yeah. Oh, I saw something about that because it, one of the articles had like the most superstitious places in the world, and Las Vegas was one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. So I kind of figured it, there was a lot of stuff in there with about cards and. Well, luck. Luck. I don't know why it's called the dead man's hand. That would be interesting <laughs> to look into. Um, somebody got killed. Oh, that with that hand. hand. Yeah, they Ooh. got shot. Um, one of the guns, card playing, gunslinging somebody. I didn't write it. Like I said, because I, I, I did my research on all these, and then I saw some of these other ones, and I wrote them down, but I didn't have time to write in all the... Yeah. Information I thought I would might be able to get back to it, but there's just too many superstitions. I have this entire book and it's it's just superstitions. It's like four hundred pages. You know, one after the next. So Well can this do time, them all. And I did a lot of these were from other countries that you know, we don't but we're not from that nationality either, so we don't know. Yeah, somebody might say, we don't do that in Nigeria or whatever. (laughs) 
Well, they might say that, but we wouldn't we wouldn't know, really. Yeah, we wouldn't know. But, but so we... many of them we have, too, that are just slightly different. I'm sure we have, like, some about thresholds, and mm-hmm. we just don't know. We uh, They're not part of our personal yeah. culture, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how you say mine. One I remember the most is that don't kill a cricket in a house. Yeah, you really abide by it. Yeah. And then there's always, like, the don't step on a crack and break your mother's back. Oh, yeah, that's, like, that's a good one. Yeah, used to hear that one a lot, but... My back's not broken. Sometimes you can't not step on a crack, so I can't believe it. Yeah, like, everybody's (laughs) back would be broken. Yeah. But it's kind of fun to do with the kids. It keeps them occupied when you're walking. Yeah. That's probably all that was. Probably. Was to keep them from doing other stuff that's driving you crazy. <laughs> I know, because that's, that's where a lot of these superstitions, you can see why it became that. Yeah. Just to keep, keep you from doing something stupid sometimes. Yeah, keep you in line. So. All right, well, I guess that's it. You got any other things to add? No, I think that's... That's, that's uh, good. All right, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll be here again next week. What are we doing next? Hauntings. Hauntings. Yeah, if you have a good haunting story that you want to share with us, um, you can email us at guardyloopod at gmail.com. That's G-A-R-D-Y-L-O-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. And, yeah, share us if you have a good ghost story, because that would be fun to share some listeners' stories in the next podcast. It would be. Yeah. I remember hearing a couple ghost stories when I was a kid, and I didn't sleep for a week on a couple of them. Oh, yeah. I still, like, sometimes have that at night. Like, wait a minute. Is that real? I think that's real. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Bye. If you have a burning question, correction, or suggestion for Gardy Lou, email us at gardyloupod at gmail.com. That's G-A-R-D-Y-L-O-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Gardy Lou Pod. Gardy Lou!